Hey everybody, welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break, one minute at a time. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. And, and, oh, 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 oh. now I'm doing it. Okay. And I'm Andrew Marcus. Hi, Andrew. How's it going? It's going all right. How are y'all today? Good. Jessa? I'm good. I have a cold, so my voice sounds weird, but That's fine. I'm doing good. We're happy to have you here. We're happy to be doing this, this minute is a very special minute in the hearts of, of the Point Break Minute crew. A very special man uh, 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 who has lots of teeth um, is, is, uh, appears in this minute. We, we start off the minute with... Let me get my notes. I thought you were describing Andrew. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually thought you were describing me, too. I was really excited there. I was like, oh, I'm special. No, you, I, I like being and, special. And then you said he has lots of teeth. I was like, that can't, that can't be me. Half of my teeth are fake. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, uh, well you're very special, too, Andrew. We're oh, happy to have thanks. you here. But uh, the man I was talking about was another than uh, Gary Busey. As uh, well, we'll get to him. Uh, we start off the minute with a splash noise. The, the last minute ended with a, a, a man underwater fetching some bricks. And uh, this minute starts off uh, right after that with a splash. Uh, starts off with a splash. And, <laughs> and the minute ends with Gary Busey throwing his towel over Keanu Reeves' shoulder. Like a dirty so little boy. Nice. All right. So, yeah. Gary Busey. Gary, the teeth, Busey. I believe we referred to him earlier off mic as the king of teeth. He is the king of teeth. He has his his. He doesn't even really smile. He just opens his mouth, and it's just like rows of teeth. Yeah, I um, I I was so the f- that was the first thing I actually started looking for. Is like was that was I going to be brought in to to examine the scene in which we see Gary Busey's teeth a lot? And I, it's actually not. You only really see Gary Busey's teeth. Um, while uh, the bricks which he has to fetch from the bottom of the pool are being thrown into the pool, he is mm-hmm. not. He's grimacing. He's clearly not pleased. He's yeah. He's really not pleased in this minute. He, this this man uh, who is uh, nameless so far uh, comes up to him and he says, "Pappas, fetch two bricks off the bottom of the pool." And he gives him his blindfold and he starts putting his blindfold on. So I, I've I've heard of this this uh, form of training. I guess I think I've probably seen another thing okay like, okay have you though because or I, is it just this one i don't know well the thing is i've never have you i don't know i feel like i have but i can't name anything i feel like this is important to mention because um gary Busey's complaint is that he doesn't understand what fetching bricks from the bottom of a pool while blindfolded has to do with being a special agent yeah considering that that's very emphatically yeah considering that he's already a veteran cop and Frankly, I don't get it either. Yeah, I mean, it makes it's sense. One moment of being normal. I mean, he, the whole entire movie. He is being pretty rational here. Um, he yeah, I mean, he's probably never had to swim. Um, I mean, maybe it would come up, but yeah, he's, he's, as he says, he's uh, he's been in the field for over 20, 22 years, and he's fired his piece over nineteen to- or nineteen times. It's not something. No, no, that's that's, <laughs> that's really bad. That's bad. You don't want to have to do that. But he's done it almost once a year of his career, which is probably a lot. Yo, that's that's an astonishing amount of of um of of gunfire for a single cop. At least I think it should be. It is every so every cop that I talk to and who led my classes 
all of them were so, like, embarrassed about anything to do with guns. Like, none of them would be bragging about it. He seems to be bragging about it. I don't know if well, let's say, I don't know if he is bragging about it or just stating he, it as he, a matter of fact. He's, he's stating it as a matter of experience. Yeah, I would say as as a a reason not to have to do this. But this, this guy like, comes up. Here's my credential. Yeah, that's that's what he's using it as. Uh, but this guy comes up to him, and, and the, the guy that's talking to him seems to have a profound dislike for him. He's he's kind of you kind of get the feeling that uh, old. Uh, Pappas here is a—he's uh, kind of the joke of the force. Oh, that name! Yeah, his name is Angelo Pappas, as we find out, or as the guy oh, called Angelo. Angelo Pappas, or as he is called by the the sort of bulldogish-looking man with the bricks, Angie, which he probably hates. Really? Yeah, he calls him Angie. Um, hey, Angie. Not Pappas. He calls him Angie. He calls him Pappas first. When when Johnny Utah shows up, that's when he calls him Angie. Yeah, when J- yeah, he says, hey Angie, here's here's the kid or whatever, and um, yeah, he, I I get the feeling that uh, Gary Busey, Ange- old Angelo Pappas, is uh, kind of the yeah, the, he's not not a a member of high standing in this uh, FBI office, um, but yeah, so he 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 puts on this blindfold. Uh, gets ready to to do the bricks. He puts it on and then just keeps talking for a while, uh, which seems you know he just sort of standing there blindfolded, complaining, and then uh, he, you know, hey Angie, here's the here's the kid, here's your partner, and uh, old uh, Johnny Utah comes up and uh, he. Can Gary, I say something? Yeah. What strikes me as very odd is like for a moment you see Keanu Reeves at the beginning of this minute. You see him walking over towards um, Gary Busey, but then he somehow magically just appears in front of Busey. Like, we don't see that connection. And I don't know, maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's a good thing we don't see that connection. But I don't know. It just seemed weird that all of a sudden he was hovering in front of Gary Busey's face Mm -hmm. and this other guy was gone. So maybe the editing. I don't blame Gary Busey for being confused. I mean, yeah, he doesn't say anything. As far as he knows, he's talking to the same guy. But I do blame Gary Busey for just keeping this blindfold on. Like, he didn't have to put it on right away. But anyway, he's, he's complaining, and uh, he's, he's complaining about, yeah, they, they, to, to top it off, you know, I fired my piece over 19 times or whatever, and to top it off, they set me up with this, this quarterback punk, this blue flamer. And uh, we talked about blue flamers in the last minute. Uh, John C. McGinley, as the, the FBI director calls him a real blue flame special. And we had to look this up on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, I was about to say, because I've heard of a blue light special, but... So what's a blue flame special? A blue flame... Well, I mean, it's a combination of a blue flamer, which is someone who lights their farts on fire. That's what I got from Urban Dictionary. Seriously? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a figure of speech as someone who just likes to sort of fuck around. Yeah. yeah, um, You know, a real uh, hot dogger. Okay. You know, as they would say in Top Gun. Uh, he's He's kind of a Top Gun. Um... We are not turning this into Top Gun Minute. <laughs> no, we're not. There is not enough. There is not enough volleyball sweat in the world for that. Oh <laughs> uh, no, yeah, we're not doing Top Gun Minute. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, a blue plate special, which I don't know what that has to do. I think it just kind of like sounds cool. Just add special to the end of that. So yeah, he's. I don't know where they get the idea that he's such a blue flamer. Because he's literally right out of training. He hasn't had a career yet. And in training, he did nothing but succeed, as we've seen. I mean, it could be the implication that, like, like you know, 
I never did this as a kid, but I, I know people who did, and I assume that lots of people, when they're younger, do think that lighting your farts on fire is really funny. Actually, I probably know some adults who think that lighting your farts on fire is really funny. For sure. But yeah, I think the implication is just that that Busey is being set up is a veteran a veteran cop being set up with a rookie yes and that's what he doesn't like he's and... very resentful yeah he he, yeah. Go, he goes on to call it yeah a blue flamer a quarterback punk Johnny Unitas or something um which you know his name kind of sounds like Johnny Unitas who is also a football player we we haven't really talked about the name Johnny Utah yet um oh really no we haven't really gotten into that uh, surprisingly, we just kind of accepted it, and I don't know if that's what should be done with it. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, in order to take, depending on how mu- how much you want to take Point Break uh, seriously as a film, I think is is a is I mean, a factor there. But yeah, according to 100% you know, con- considering that we're spending this much time talking okay, okay, about it, okay, okay. So so then so then we have to talk about, but we have to ask Siri the serious question, like. His name is Johnny Utah, so his surname is Utah. Is Johnny... I don't think... Very rarely do you meet someone who was just named Johnny. So the question is, do we think Keanu Reeves is a Jonathan? Is he a Jonathan Utah? <laughs> a Jonathan Utah. <laughs> Sir Jonathan Utah. Um, Gentleman cowboy. And 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 because I have met people who are just named John. It's not short for anything. Yeah. But... Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that John is shortened from, but but that's the question: is like, is he a Jonathan Utah? Yeah, in in a, a minute three, he is um, he is referred to by uh, FBI Director Ben Harp, that's his name, played by John C. McGinley, uh, as John Utah. So I'm assuming that is his real name. I don't know if it's a Jonathan, oh, but I like that's a I real, like that's a real shame. I know Jonathan Utah has a really nice ring to it, but so does Johnny Utah. It's just so it, does John Utah, John Wick, John Utah. Oh yeah, John. I mean, John. It's always a solid action hero name. It's it, yeah. it's been tried and tested and true. It's, I don't know how many characters Arnold Schwarzenegger has played named John. John Matrix. That's the only one I can think of. Keanu Reeves also played. Is okay. Here's the question. Johnny it, Mnemonic. I was about to say, is his name Johnny? I mean, I don't actually know. That's the name of the movie, but is his name actually Johnny in Johnny Mnemonic? Probably. I mean, it's fair to assume. I think this isn't Johnny Mnemonic, but this, but I re- I realize it's not Johnny the Johnny the fuck Johnny Mnemonic minute. But I am the question all, is valid. But again, I'm rather enamored with the idea of Jonathan Mnemonic. Jonathan, <laughs> that that's pretty good. Yeah, um, you know, John, Johnny, Jonathan—they all work. I'm confused. Mostly by this whole Angie thing. Is Angie a common nickname for Angelo? It could be. It's mostly a women's nickname. Yes, Keanu Reeves is named Johnny Mnemonic in Johnny Mnemonic. So he's played a couple of Johns. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Angie. This is also this is also not Eyes Wide Shut minute. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> we're not we're not touching anything with Tom Cruise in this minute. Um, God. Anyway, uh, Angie. I mean, it's it's definitely a you know he's making fun of him. He's he's busting his balls, as it seems like this guy likes to do. He really you know he this guy this actor who only has one scene as the guy who leads the bricks underwater test really makes the most of it and makes basically his whole point is he doesn't like Gary Busey and thinks he's kind of a joke. That's what I got from it. 
So is he doing like the whole like meh? I'm gonna introduce him as a woman's name. I guess so, or I don't know. Maybe he likes going by Angie, but that's not what I got from it. It might be it might be affectionate ribbing, but yeah, there. Yeah, I would say. So. But but this, we only have this character for this minute, really. So yeah. we don't know like the extent of their their friendship or lack thereof. Yeah, it seems like they're they're really setting up that you know this guy is kind of an outcast in the force. So yeah, uh, quarterback punk Johnny Unitas. Uh, it's it's interesting to me that they, I think in the last minute too. There's something about being a quarterback or football, like, and they they talk jock. about it, yeah, jock, like as this is like something that is not desirable. Like, if, I mean, maybe in the These FBI, writers freaking hated jocks. They were tormented by them for years. Well, their chance. This screenwriter is not like all other screenwriters, as we've established. I think in minute one or two, uh, he kind of looks like a Kid Rock fan. Who? That's right. I keep on forgetting. Okay, who? And who, he wear and he's wearing an NFL cap. Okay, now I have to. Who is the screenwriter for this film? His name's W. Peter Illiff, and uh, he's done a few other things, uh, but this is his biggest thing. And uh, yeah, his his IMDb profile picture, he's wearing a backwards baseball cap uh, with his name on it, and it says NFL and a chain and, a chain, and he has a cigar. So wow, yeah. A that, lot going that, on. This man is a fashion icon. I, I agree. So yeah, we got uh, the introduction to uh, of uh, Gary Busey and jo- oh, I should do their character names: Angelo, Angie, Pappas, and Johnny, Jonathan, Utah. But again, this raises the question: Is Gary Busey ever not just Gary Busey? No. Okay, because I feel more comfortable referring to him as Gary Busey. <laughs> you I, can do what you I don't feel know, is I don't know why, but like I don't, I, I look at him and I just, I do not see an Angelo. I see a Gary. Yeah, that's the other interesting thing. Angelo, it's like a very, very Greek name, and I wonder or what Italian. that. Italian. Yeah, maybe. To me, it sounds very Greek, like Pappas. Um, oh, maybe. And that that name. I just keep the only. I just keep thinking of of um, of Pap Smear from the Germs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a great sounding name in in English. Uh, yeah. It seems. I think it's a Greek name. Um, so that's an interesting choice. He doesn't look particularly Greek, but I suppose he could play he's Greek. Like, he's like the most Nordic looking person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. He does. So, I mean, it, it didn't really uh, ever stick out to me until thinking about it now. But yeah. Wh- what was the choice of making him a very Greek character? I mean, not that he has to, you know, he can be a Greek character and not have to, of Greek ancestry and not have to have it be a whole thing. That's fine. But it does kind of stand out. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a, yeah, it's like a weird name that's just not a very general name. Like, Johnny Utah could be any, like, ethnicity any descent or anything like that but like yeah angelo pappas does seem like pretty specific like why not just give him a name like steve or something yeah i mean it's colorful that's the thing it's like like a lot of the names in this movie almost all if if i dare say all of the names in this movie it is colorful Although, oh, just call him like Steve Hawaii or something. Steve Hawaii. Actually, that would be incredible if <laughs> everyone, if everybody's last name in this movie was a state. That would be great. Um, because and and the thing and the thing, but the thing about Johnny Utah is you have to imagine that, like, he's gonna get a lot of jokes about that, especially if he's not from Utah. 
Yeah. Come to that. What is in Utah? Mormons. Oh, God, right. Mormons. I'm sorry. I forgot. I think the idea is more. It's it's a it's kind of a, a cowboy state. There are a lot of westerns filmed there. I think. Oh yeah. There's also uh, there's also some great Mormon cowboys. Sure. Care to name a few? Are there? Huh? Yeah. Like, do you know a bunch of Mormon cowboys? No, but I listen to other podcasts that talk about Mormon cowboys. Okay. Porter Rockwell. That's his name. Oh yeah, I know Porter Rockwell from the Dollop, right? Yes. Yeah, the Dollop. That's a great podcast. All right. So yeah, quarterback punk. Uh, they you know they get to know each other a little bit. Uh, yeah, he introduces himself as Angelo Pappas, and Johnny Utah introduces himself as punk quarterback punk to show that he was listening. Oh, that's a good line. Eh, yeah, they're already ribbing each other. They're already great friends. And then uh, Gary Busey ends the minute very very well uh, with "Welcome to Sea World, kid," and he throws his towel over his shoulder. <laughs> like they're they're you're just very familiar right oh, off the bat. Sea World. What's... We don't know where that fucking towel has been. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we do. I... It's uh, been uh... it's been in all of the crevices of the King of Teeth. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. This is actually an important question. Is what 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 city in California is this supposed to be taking place in? L.A. I think it's Los Angeles. Okay. Is SeaWorld in L.A.? It's in San Diego, right? There's one... In, there, I know there's one in uh, Orlando, I believe. I've been to the one in Florida. And there, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think there's one in San Diego as well. Yeah, I don't think oh, it has much... What does that mean? Welcome to SeaWorld. Well, they're, in a, they're near a swimming pool. <laughs> I don't... It's... But they don't do swimming all the time. Like, if he's a veteran cop and this is, like, the first time in his life he's done this swimming brick test, like... What does that mean? I feel like there's something weirdly sexual about it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, wow. I wouldn't have thought of that, but I well, mean. Well, I mean, this, this movie, this, this movie does get, 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 not even weirdly sexual, but very expectedly and naturally sexual between yes. not one, not two, but three surfers later yes. on. One of whom is Patrick Swayze. Um, it's amazing. And, but, yeah. but, but. But I guess the the thing is that it it does seem like that's a little bit um what's the word prognosticating? It's like he knows that this movie is going to eventually turn into a surfer related heist, even though I yeah. feel like that comes as a huge surprise. Then again, that's not the minute we're talking that's about. That's not the minute we're talking about, but that is, that is a good point. Like uh, in screen from the screen. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's for is, is it foreshadowing? Like from the screenwriter's point of view, are they already using like they've introduced water already, and they've introduced sea in uh, you know outside of outside of the the actual surfing? That's maybe Do that's pretty good. That Gary Busey was meant to be a prophetic character. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a that's quite a question. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, a prophetic, like in this movie or just in general in life. Oh, in general, in life, certainly. Yeah, I feel like the, like the coming of Busey has has a, a a great meaning to many of us. I would agree. I'm not sure it's a positive meaning for all of us. No, I wouldn't think so. the the king The king of teeth is is a figure of menace in many religions, including mine. <laughs> when you see the teeth, it means the crops will wither. That's dark. Well, yeah, that's where we go here. Yeah, that's what it means to be mildly Episcopalian. <laughs> um, so, so I have, 
I don't know if this is the time for this, but I have an important thing I want to talk about with this. Another oh, yeah. important thing I want to Go talk for about it. with this scene. Um, and again, just going off this minute, Keanu Reeves' face is extremely, extremely shiny. Like, yeah. he looks like he is melting wax in this scene. And I realize that it is hot in California and that he's wearing a suit indoors. But there's just, I can't tell what he is. It's so off-putting. Yeah, I don't... Birds. So, we talked about this at work the other day. Um, we That when you're really oily when you're younger, it makes you look better when you're older. And Keanu Reeves is a vampire who always looks like he's 25. So maybe him being super oily in this movie is what saved him to be the vampire he is today. Huh. Interesting. That gives me hope for myself, honestly. Likewise. Yeah, doesn't it? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um. It's, It's encouraging. But it is odd because... I mean, usually on, I mean, on stage, certainly you want, uh, if you're under bright lights, you want to tone down the, the shininess. Uh, and I think it's the same on film. So this movie is real. This is trying to show that's true. Real people going through real situations. Like diving for bricks. Like diving for fucking bricks. Which, which, which I feel like there is a metaphor we could make out of that if we work hard enough. Like, I don't know if it's for the rest of the movie. Wait, maybe it is for the rest of the movie. Like, diving for bricks is a symbol of what is to come as well. Futileness. You go diving, yeah. Futile, pointless. You could drown. Sisyphean, you might say. Yes, you could. But I won't. Look at me busting out my college words. (laughs) That's what we brought you here for. Yeah, diving for bricks. That's a a phrase I could use in everyday life. (laughs) How How would it be? It would, so... It's like, hey, did you, um, it's like, did you hear what Carl was doing today? No, what? Uh, he's chasing after that damn dog again that got out. Oh, diving for bricks like always. Right? Oh, yeah. Something like that? Point Break the Minute Boswell. Theater. And scene. Damn it, you beat me to it. Uh. <laughs> All right. Was well, there anything else you guys want to say about this minute? Man, uh, it, it was a good one. I mean, Gary Busey... Welcome to Point Break. Just the King of Teeth has arrived. We're just so happy to have you. It's he's just like what I could just go on about Gary Busey. We'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about him. It's just he's part of what makes this movie stand out for me. Like it could have been, I don't know, like Kevin Costner. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Oh no! And then the movie would just be like, no, it couldn't have been. Yeah, that made Kevin Kevin Costner doesn't have the emotional range of Gary Busey. No, I mean exactly. That's what I'm saying. If it was someone like Kevin Costner, or I don't know who else was in the early '90s, uh, Christian Slater. He's too young. Yeah, Christian Slater would would have been Johnny Utah. Yeah, that would have been quite something. An older Christian Slater, I think, could have played. uh, He's. He has kind of a, become abusive in in some ways. In, he has in his ways, yes. Um, but yeah, if, if it had been a less insane person, it just this movie wouldn't uh, quite be what it is. It would still be a good movie, but yeah, I think that's about it for uh, minute six. Uh, diving for bricks. Diving awesome. for bricks. So, uh, what's your pick of the week? Do you have a? Oh yeah, a um, maybe I shouldn't go first. Uh, 
Murrin, you go first. Oh, now I'm on, put on the spot. It's funny. Every time I think about this, I'm like, oh, I should think of this in advance. And then I don't. I've got one. Go for it. Awesome. So Andrew being here reminded me um, of the horror movie Lake Mungo. Oh. Which he and I watched together with a group of friends. It's, um, you know... I feel like horror movies need to be judged by a different set of standards than regular movies, which could be a whole nother conversation in and of itself. But That's a whole nother podcast, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For a horror movie, I think it holds up pretty damn well and does some really good twists that I don't see coming. It's one of those ones that's um, like a fake documentary, like fake found footage. But they do a really good job of kind of switching genres here and there. And I would highly recommend that if you are a horror movie fan and dig the fake found footage, fake documentary vibe. Lake Mungo. Nice. All right, Murray. (laughs) All right. Andrew, do you have something? Um, yeah. And uh, and actually, I think I'm going to recommend, um, which, you know... You two know me, so this won't come as a terrible surprise, but I actually like to recommend a comic book. Go for it. Um, oh. it is called uh, it is called The Wild Storm uh, by Warren Ellis and Jonathan Hunt Davis, or is it Davis Hunt? I think it's Jonathan Hunt Davis. Uh, you type type that in either way, you'll come up with it. Yeah, probably. Um, and The Wild Storm is a uh, is a actual is a a, a, a rebooting of an existing superhero comic book universe um, called the Wildstorm universe that was originally published under image, but is now um, a property of DC comics and uh, the wilds. And while a number of the Wildstorm characters have made their way over to the DC DC universe proper, uh, the Wildstorm is, um, is using those same, using different versions of those same characters in their own, uh, 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 contained universe. So they're not going to be running into Batman or Superman or anything, but they're, but, but it is a, it is its own, um, superhero universe that is in this case typified by being very much about sort of, um, that was a long sentence of buildup. Uh, <laughs> it, it basically it's, it's a much more sort of espionage and, uh, sort of like, weird government black ops kind of world of superpowers where um the where generally speaking there hasn't been uh well-known superheroics in the world uh up until this one uh this one character uh uh named the engineer uh saves a man who was falling out of a um out of a high out of a a skyscraper uh from falling prevents him from falling to his death and this causes the entire world to sort of take note of her and begin pursuing her for one reason or another. Um, if you're, if you're not into regular superhero comic, like if you're not into like your Batman's or your Spider-Man's, this is a much different kind of story. Uh, it's very like, it's fashionable. It, mm-hmm. Like everyone in the comic is dressed so well. And mm-hmm. it's got this, just this great tone to it. It's also violent as fuck. So, so that's something All to be right. be aware of going in is heads will explode. Um, I feel like I've done a very, very bad job of selling it, but um, 
if you're I, if I think to, awesome. to the people who will enjoy that i think you you did yeah if you if you read if you read watchmen at any point in your life or you like warren ellis um both of that is a sign that you'll probably like this book all right Thank you, Andrew. I uh-huh. have finally remembered what I wanted to recommend. I watched, this is a classic, uh, watched one movie, re- remembered another one sort of situation. I watched, uh, what is it called now? The one with sh- uh, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Clueless? Yeah, I watched Clueless the other day. <laughs> My god. I saw Clueless for the first time this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Really? Anyway, yes, really. I watched it, I think, for the second time, and I was just like, okay. It was pretty good. But it reminded me of a movie that I like better. The Craft. Um, uh, that's a bold statement. <laughs> Holy crap, Marin. <laughs> I'm sticking it by it. I'm sticking by it. Um, I, I just, I, I remember watch, I watched The Craft for the first time this year. And uh, I think that does a great job of being a kind of coming of age teen uh, girl story. Um, and kind of rings... Uh, for a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, it, it rings true for me in some way, and uh, it was also it's a, it's scary, very effectively scary for me in a lot of ways too. And I, I think that was um, it maybe does it a little bit better than Clueless. It's a very different movie, obviously. So it's not like you know, you what do you watch tonight? Clueless or The Craft? It's like you know, they they're not the same. But yeah, I, it reminded me how much I enjoyed The Craft. Yeah, I don't think I've ever particularly felt frightened watching Clueless. The no, one time I've no, it's it. not. It's it is uh, pretty fluffy. Um, but anyway, I was just thinking about '90s teen girl coming of age movies, and those are sort of. I'll recommend both of them if you haven't seen either of them, or if you've seen one of them, not the other. Complete the trilogy. Complete the du- duology of '90s teen girl. Okay, now, now, now that you've said that, you have to find a connection between the two of them. Be it be it someone who was in it or worked on the production. Be- besides some- that, they're both teen girl '90s coming of age movies. Yeah, there there could there must be something. I'm sure there is. I well, I'm not going to come up with it right now. We'll come back with that in uh, minute seven. I'll, I'll start off a minute <laughs> talking about the craft and clueless and being less awkward about it. All right. Well. Thank you for uh, thank you for being on minute six, Andrew. Oh, thank thank you for having me. Um, I, I was supposed to mention this at the beginning, but uh, I was actually there the first time that Jessa watched Point Break. Ah, yes. And um, this is from much later in the movie, but uh, Jessa will, I'm sure, tell a story then about my reaction to something Keanu Reeves does near the end of the movie. Oh yes, I know you're talking. Uh, about. Yeah, I remember crystal clear. Yeah, because it's. Well, it's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in. As you do, hitting the waves with us from Point Break Minute. I want to thank the the pod fathers, as we call them, uh, Pete and Alex of Star Wars Minute, for uh, beginning this. I haven't. I don't think I've properly thanked them until now. So there that is. Um, Check out other Movies by Minutes podcasts at moviesbyminutes.com. Be sure to subscribe and rate and review we really appreciate it you can find our podcast on itunes and on uh, pointbreakminute.buzzsprout.com we have a sign off jessa oh um we gotta bail but thanks for dropping in the barrel of a wave with us point break minute bros
goodness gracious.